babies welcome back to spiritually connected where we talk about spirituality the paranormal witchcraft all kinds of stuff um every single sunday so if you're interested in getting notifications you should definitely subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on um now please guys don't be concerned about the title (laughs) i'm not suddenly a catholic i'm not gonna pull one of those like oh my god jesus saved me like which no offense to anyone who is catholic or christian like i don't i I don't care like you you do whatever you want to do just don't disrespect my beliefs in the process you know oh my god i remember i had like i loved this youtuber for so long like she was my favorite youtuber in the whole world and she used to make manifesting content and spiritual content and astrology content and then one day she posted and she's like my testimony new age spirituality to jesus like and she was talking about how like she believes that spirit guides are demonic manifesting is demonic like just like all this like ridiculous stuff meditating is demonic like dude calm down like it's fine i promise i'm not pulling one of those but my beliefs have changed a lot especially in the past year and i wanted to talk a lot about that or a little bit i don't know how long this podcast is going to be because i have like bullet points but we'll see how long i talk about each um before we get into it though i wanted to remind you guys i do tarot palm dream astrological chart um and aura and like all types of psychic readings right so if you're interested in any of those you can dm me on instagram which is spiritually connected readings again that's spiritually connected readings on instagram and that's where i do all of my readings um also you can follow that account for more spiritual content as well as my tiktok which is at spiritually underscore connected and my twitter which is spiritually con one um i post spiritual content on both of those so give them a follow um if you are interested in seeing the reviews of my readings or pretty much just getting any information on all of the sources of um education or just different like things that i offer right if you're interested in any of those my website is spirituallyconnectedreadings.weebly.com so you should definitely go check that out i have all of my services information on there so yeah and that includes my patreon um my podcast like just all types of stuff i recently posted literally this morning on patreon about ostara for 2022 so if you're interested in learning about ostara or just interested in learning about witchcraft and divination in general you should definitely reply subscribe to my patreon um which is spiritually no it's not it's patreon.com forward slash greta chapkin so yeah now that that little self-promotion is over let's get straight into this episode Okay, I will be the first to admit that back, like, I right now I'm a very big, like, I love love magic. I think that love magic is beautiful. I think that there's a lot of, like, positives to love magic that people don't often talk about. And I sometimes get shit on for that, but I'm, I'm okay with that reality at this point. I used to be one of those people who was like, love magic is evil, love magic is against consent, like, all types of stuff like that. And I want to talk about why my beliefs around love magic have changed. First of all, I did my research. If you look into the more, like, taboo sections of witchcraft, like love magic and baneful magic, you'll actually find that almost, like, we all know that witchcraft and spirituality stems from POC practices. This should just be a commonly known fact, which apparently, oh my god, bro, I made this video about, sorry, I'm sidetracking for a second, but I made this video that was, like, talking about how Roma witches, like, are always, like, oppressed within the witchcraft community and people mistake oppression of witches for oppression of romani people and like stuff like that like i made a tiktok about it and i literally had to turn off the comments because in that video i mentioned the fact that all witchcraft comes from like all witchcraft and spirituality comes from poc practices 
and people got so pissed like people were commenting actually witchcraft comes from paganism which is from eastern europe i'm like no it just doesn't though like you're just simply incorrect do your fucking research it's not hard um but anyways (laughs) i love being controversial on witch talk i'm surprised i haven't been blacklisted yet um but anyways so i was like once i actually did my research about love magic and baneful magic i realized the fact that those were both used as survival and safety tools especially for poc um now i feel the need to explain for a second first of all what inspired me to do my research or one of the many things that inspired me to dive back into researching the history of love magic and baneful magic was the books and broomsticks podcast episode um with chaotic witch aunt and matt hatter plays that they were talking about love magic and how domination magic historically has been used as a survival tool if there would be situations where for instance, a woman would have to like wouldn't be able to survive without her husband making money for her because she couldn't make she couldn't go get a job, she wasn't able to get a job, so she had to do magic in order to keep her husband in the palm of her hand just so that she could survive. Like that's the example that they used in the Books and Broomsticks podcast episode, but there's so many more examples like domination magic and love magic have historically been used as a survival and safety tool especially by POC. And so I, I, I believe that you can think that love magic is unethical. You can believe that, like, love spells without consent are unethical. I'm not going to try and force you to not believe that. I personally don't believe that they are. I believe that everyone has a different sense of morality, and a lot of people confuse their sense of morality for being, like, the norm, which isn't necessarily true. Um, but the thing is before you disrespect love or baneful magic you really should be looking into that historical context and what has been behind it historically because it's it's not just like people didn't invent baneful magic just to hurt people people didn't invent love magic just to like force someone to fall in love with you and when it comes to morality and witchcraft also i feel like people don't realize that every witch has a different sense of morality like every person's practice is different i personally don't find it unethical to do divination readings on other people right some people do i made a tiktok that was literally a joke about (laughs) about how when i'm bored and i want to know about people's lives i'll pull tarot cards on them and people were like you're doing it without their consent that's unethical stuff like that but then those same people expect me to pull cards about their significant other or their crush without like consent so like that's weird and hypocritical first of all I don't believe that doing divination on other people is unethical and I personally like know that there are people who have wards up who like that will stop me from doing divination on them and that is okay like that it's okay like I'm fine everyone has a different sense of morality I don't think that love magic or baneful magic is unethical I used to but I don't anymore in order to to recognize that everyone has a different sense of morality in witchcraft, you have to realize that almost every single spell that you can do in witchcraft is immoral in some sense. You can twist it to be immoral in some sense. If you manifest finding an $100 bill on the ground, someone dropped that $100 bill and lost $100. If you are manifesting money, where is that money coming from? If you are manifesting a promotion, that promotion is being taken away from someone else that, that it could have potentially gone to. Witchcraft is the act of manipulating energy to get what we want in life. And so if you really dig deep into it, a lot of witchcraft is quote-unquote 
immoral. And yes, everyone has different senses of morality and witchcraft, and that's perfectly acceptable. You're allowed to think that things are immoral. You're allowed to think that things are perfectly moral. Just shut up about other people's practices. Now, with when it comes to morality and witchcraft, when I say, like, it's like when I say don't decide other people's morality for them some people are like okay well you still attack people for using white sage and like there's a difference between having your own sense of morality and appropriating other cultures and doing magical practices that do not belong to you in any way shape or form you know like there's a difference you know um but everyone really does have their own sense of morality and I feel like especially with love and baneful magic people have like this idea that's like somehow those are immoral but like you can you can choose not to do baneful magic or love magic just don't attack me for doing so because it's my personal practice you know okay if you look back at this is the next topic by the way <laughs> if you look back at my old tiktoks you will find um me talking about low vibrational music and i wish that i had the patience to scroll back through my whole tiktok um and all the thousands of videos that i've made and um like private those posts like I really wish that I had that patience and maybe I will someday but my thoughts have changed around the whole idea of low vibrational thoughts in music and I want to talk about that really quickly um here's the thing low vibrational like I had this false conception of what was low vibrational as many people do especially when first starting out with spirituality but I had this belief for way longer than I would like than I would have liked um it's actually really embarrassing and I'm really proud of myself for growing but I wish that I would have put in the effort to figure out that growth earlier in my life about a year ago I believed that you if you wanted to live a high vibrational life you couldn't allow yourself to feel negative emotions I thought that feeling what you needed to feel was in fact low vibrational and listening to music that had like that was sad or had depressing undertones like I thought that that was low vibrational. And while I still do believe that if you're in a good headspace, you shouldn't listen to depressing ass music just to make yourself feel sad. I also do believe at this point that f the only low vibrational thing you can do for your own mental health really is suppressing the emotions that you already experience. Every single human being is going to experience emotions. We all live the human experience. Whether that's positive emotions or negative emotions, all emotions are high vibrational in my personal beliefs as long as you allow yourself to feel them. Um, so I, I remember making TikToks about how like Olivia Rodrigo's music, I called it low vibrational because it was talking about like feeling negative emotions and feeling hurt and stuff like that and I was like you don't need that negativity in your life which is true you don't need to like like I said like if you're having a good day and a good like mental space you don't need to make yourself upset but if you're already feeling upset you have every right to listen to that depressing music you have every right to cry you have every right to scream you have every right to do whatever you need to do to release that emotion because keeping those emotions in there's this idea of like i think i've talked about this in podcast episodes before but there's this idea of like if you keep negative emotions in you may not notice them right off the bat but they will still affect your decisions like with a lot of trauma um especially severe trauma it people will like their brains will suppress it automatically and that's a psychological thing um 
but like with me the the severe trauma that I've been through my brain has suppressed that um constantly and kept it like in place and kept it down so I don't think about it on a daily basis but that doesn't mean that it's gone it still informs my decisions to this day and that's kind of how I feel about negative emotions is you can suppress them all that you want but they're still going to affect you and affect the way that you live your life and the way that you make decisions so my belief that has changed in this point um in this like section of the podcast is the only low vibrational thing is suppressing your emotions and not allowing yourself to feel them and i think that me saying that even me just talking about this on my podcast episode um is a really big growth point for me and i'm really proud of myself these are all beliefs that i had like a year ago by the way um and yeah it was a whole thing also oh my god another little sidetrack but the other day do you guys remember my connection versus attachment podcast episode i remember it very vividly because i that's the way i live my life is thinking is this a connection or is this an attachment and that's a really big growth factor for me i mentioned this person um in that that was very much an attachment it wasn't a legitimate connection i just felt like i had to like fix him it was a whole thing but at the time i genuinely thought i was in love with this man um this is around a year ago by the way I was cleaning my room the other day and I found my old manifestation journal and I made a TikTok on friends only about this because oh my god it was so embarrassing it was all like me doing like three six nine methods of like manifesting this guy literally like also just manifesting like the bare minimum from this guy like the bare like this guy believes me this guy trusts me because I didn't even do anything to break that trust. I did absolutely nothing to make this man think that I was distrustworthy, that I shouldn't be believed. He was just like an asshole. Like he was just a piece of shit. <laughs> Watch like him or his girlfriend like listen to this and be like, um, no, like, no, shut up. Um, but people who are close to me in my life know exactly who I'm talking about too. And they'll be like, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like I would manifest, like, I'm like, he believes me, like all this stuff, like he apologized to me. And the thing is all of that came true, but not in the way that I wanted it to. And so just be careful what you manifest guys. Like, please like don't manifest people to be obsessed with you. Like just don't do it. Anyways, on the subject of manifesting, I used to believe that you could just, um, manifest things without trying and yes i still do believe that to some degree but i used to watch a lot of hyler videos i don't really watch her much anymore um her and some other creators that i really liked at the time i'm not a fan of their content anymore because of the misinformation that they tend to spread and i don't i don't like that um i am at a point in my life where i don't believe that your manifestations are going to come true at least not in a timely fashion if you don't do anything about it if you're manifesting without action then i don't know how you expect your manifestations to just go boom and they're there like yes we are constantly manifesting with our thoughts but we are also manifesting with our actions and so once you take action on your manifestations that's when they start coming into fruition and that's something i genuinely believe you can have different beliefs about manifestation i don't mind do whatever you need to do but that's just my personal beliefs about manifestation at least at this point in my life i'll let you guys know if that changes but at that point i just believe like you can manifest things mentally but 
what's actually going to bring them into your life, especially quicker, is going to be actually working for those manifestations. So if I'm manifesting like my dream body um, or my ideal body type, then I'm going to go work out every day in order to bring that to fruition quicker. Or if I'm manifesting money, then I'm going to promote my business more often. Um, Or if I'm manifesting TikTok growth, then I'll work with the TikTok algorithm and stuff like that, just like all kinds of things. Um, But I truly do believe that in order for you to manifest things quickly, especially, you do need to to put in that effort and do that action. Another episode of Books and Broomsticks. Oh my god, I love that podcast literally so much. Um, anyways, but another episode, they were talking about activism in the craft the other day and how people have been doing spells for Ukraine. Um here's the thing is if you're doing spells for ukraine also act on that in the physical sense donate sign petitions it literally takes two seconds like i promise buy from ukrainian businesses buy like pdfs on etsy from ukrainian businesses because then they don't have to put in any work because the product is already created but you are supporting ukrainian businesses um do physical things if you're going to do a spell for Ukraine or for any like people group of people that's being oppressed at any point in time add a physical action to that too because if you just post a spell like doing a spell for Ukraine like that just feels so performative with that spell you should also be sharing resources you should also uh, you should are sure <laughs> you should also be telling people where they can find information you should be giving people petitions to sign and places to donate and all kinds of stuff like that manifesting or doing spell work without action especially when it comes to political and activist issues is really a huge issue in the spiritual and witchcraft community and i feel like we really need to like work on that because yes your prayers are amazing pray for safety pray for whatever you need to do but add to those prayers and manifestations by taking action on what you truly do believe The next thing I want to talk about is the misconceptions that I used to have about deity work. Now, many of you know, I started working with deities around two years ago, um, more like one and a half, but my patron is Lord Lucifer and people have, every time I say that people are like, oh my God, you work with the devil. And it's like, so obviously, so obvious they don't actually understand the, um, the the lore behind lord lucifer or anything but i used to have this idea of deity work that like i had to offer physical things to my deities every day i had to work with all of my deities every day i had to do like divination with my deities every day at this point my deity work looks like me doing mundane tasks in honor of my deities i work with lady venus and lord hades maybe once a week and i work with my patron lord lucifer a couple times a week but I don't, like, I don't work with my deities every day. I rarely do divination with, especially Lord Hades. I don't work with Lord Hades very consistently. Lord Hades and I have a very, like, when needed type of, like, dynamic. So I only work with him when I truly, like, need to work with him. The only deity that I have that I consistently work with is Lord Lucifer. And that's because he's my patron. And that's also not even just because he's my patron. It's also, like... The things that I do for Lord Lucifer are rarely, like, physical offerings at this point. Like, yes, his altar is very full, because <laughs> I love spoiling my deities, but, like, my offerings to him more than anything are, like, cleaning or, like, doing mundane tasks, because one of his main things is, like, self-care and taking care of yourself. Um, 
And so I'll do mundane tasks for my deities 24-7. But I used to have this idea that you have to work with your deities 24-7 in order for them to be like an actual deity relationship. I only call on Lord Hades or Lady Venus when I need assistance from them. And if, don't don't you dare think that that's like a one-sided like dynamic. Like I don't give them offerings. Like I don't give them things in exchange. It's a mutual partnership. But it's just like I don't work with them every single day. And that's okay. You do not have to work with your deities every single day. And that's fine. Um, that's kind of all I want to say about deity work at the time. But if you're interested in learning about deity work from me, I have a post on my Patreon that is available to all tiers about deity work, how to get started, working with deities, like stuff like that. So if you're interested, again, that's patreon.com forward slash Greta Chapkin. I used to believe a lot more conspiracy theories than I do now. And looking back, I feel a little bit ashamed for my conspiracy theory obsession. Now, I still do research conspiracy theories, and I think that they're very interesting. But I feel as though when I was going through the period of my life where I was like conspiracy theories, like searching for like conspiracy theories about everything, it was truly just me searching for answers that I didn't have. And I feel like that's how a lot of people are when it comes to conspiracy theories. Like we want answers, but there are certain answers that we can't receive. Like there are certain things that will simply go unanswered for the rest of time. And that's just how the universe works. But I feel like as human beings, we always want to know things. And even like myself, like I'm a Gemini, I'm a Gemini Venus, I'm a Taurus Mercury. Like I'm a very curious person and I always want to know new things. But the thing is, conspiracy theories can be incredibly harmful. And especially the conspiracy theories that are rooted in anti-Semitism and different types of biases, they can be incredibly harmful to a lot of different people. Um, And they also can go against science, which can put people in danger as far as their health goes, like all types of stuff. There are many, many, many negatives to conspiracy theories. Um, Yes, they're a fun thing to research, but I no longer consider them a big part of my life because I have at this point accepted the fact that there are some things I will never receive answers for. There are some things that will just go unanswered and that is completely okay. I recently got blocked on TikTok by this one quote tarot reader. (laughs) Um, She, the reason I got blocked is because I made videos about her but not like tagging her or anything but people in the comments tagged her um about how she's a fake reader and how her information is unreliable and stuff like that um and people kept like tagging her in my videos and so she blocked me she took the time and effort to block me which honestly like period like do what you gotta do (laughs) um but she I used to be really supportive of her, of her content and still I start, until I started noticing the really negative vibes that I got from her content until I went back into her old content and saw that she did not put in any effort to look up the card meanings. She's selling readings for way overpriced, not knowing the meanings of the cards without looking them up, which, as you guys know, is a huge issue for me. If you're going to sell your readings, you need to know what the cards mean. Um, she also claims that she's Reiki certified, but has never shown any... Um, 
actual like identification or like proof of the fact that she says that she's Reiki certified. And if you look back at her old videos, you'll find a lot of videos that are like, oh my God, like your soulmate's coming. Like she makes the same surprised video and or surprised face in every single video. And she'll say like, oh my God, this is definitely a sign for you, which just that rubs me the wrong way. There are many things about her that rub me the wrong way. And so I started making videos about fake tarot readers and people were tagging her and stuff like that. I think I still follow her on Instagram. I don't know if I do, but if I do, I'm going to unfollow her after this podcast episode. I don't keep track of the people I follow on Instagram nearly as much as I should, but she, um, she blocked me, which honestly, like, I'm not trying to start drama or anything. I really don't care. Like, it's okay. <laughs> I promise it's okay. It's fine. Like, I don't care, especially because sooner or later people already call her out for being fake but sooner or later people are gonna stop relying on her you know because she's like one of those tarot readers that will give the most random generic message and be like oh my god this is definitely a message for you this person is your soulmate they're coming back they've been manifesting you like (laughs) all this and she'll be like comment like share to claim like stuff like that like she's one of those you know And I've made many, many videos about, like, red flags and spiritual creators and stuff. And she's literally all of the red flags. And so I just, like, am at a point where it's, like, I I can't. Like, I just can't deal with her anymore. And so I got blocked on TikTok. I'm unfollowing her on everything. I just, like, can't today. Like, and she's, like, I'm teaching a tarot class. And she doesn't know any of the card meanings without looking at, like, okay, girl. Like, sure. Um, anyways, but, yeah. That's just a little rant about her her and tarot readings like her make me feel really angry i used to have this idea that i had to teach if i was going to create content like i thought that i had to create um like educational videos and answer everyone's questions and blah 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 blah. but i've come to a point where i'm setting boundaries and i'm like no i'm not going to teach if you aren't subscribed to my patreon i'm not going to teach you i don't teach on tiktok i make educational content on tiktok and that's literally it um People have this idea that setting boundaries is being rude, especially on, like, TikTok and stuff. Like, I will say, like, don't self-promote on my page. I don't allow people to self-promote on my page, and people are like, oh my god, that's so rude. I'm like, no, it's, I find it disrespectful. That's called setting a boundary. Like, I am allowed to set boundaries. Or when people ask me a question in my comments, I'll be like, hey, I don't teach on here, but if you're interested in in learning from me, you can absolutely subscribe to my Patreon, and people will be like, ugh, rude. I'm like, No, that's just setting a boundary. I'm not going to be a free education source when that's draining. And I literally have no obligation to teach anyone at all. Um, But I feel like I used to have this idea that I like had to teach people if I was going to create content, which I no longer have. Thank God. Um, I'm not going to teach you unless you subscribe to my Patreon. I'm just going to I know I've said that a million times, but I'm just going to say it again. If you are not subscribed to my Patreon, you are not going to learn things from me. And if you find that rude, then that's a you issue, not a me issue. Um, so yeah, I also had this idea when I, um, like, around a year ago, like, I still had this misconception that everything had to be, like, a huge ritual in order for it to be valid and be an important part of my practice. Like, I felt like I had to, like, wear certain clothes and, like, cast a circle every time I did a spell and, like, all this stuff, and I, like, would do a whole ritual for all of my spells. I don't feel the need to do that anymore. Like, I'll do what I want to (laughs) do. Like, everything does not need to be a huge ritual, guys, I promise you. 
The last thing I want to talk about about my belief system um, changing is ancestor work. Now, I'm not going to go super into detail about my personal experience with ancestor work, but I used to be very anti-ancestor work for white people. Um, my beliefs on this point have changed, but before you freak out, no, I'm not talking about like, oh my god, I'm going to sit down with my like oppressor ancestors and have tea like <laughs> that's not how I personally do ancestor work I had this false misconception that I feel like a lot of people have that ancestor work was like all love and light and happiness and stuff I'm at a point where I know that I cannot heal my generational trauma and I cannot prevent the repetition of the horrific mistakes that my ancestors have made if I do not work with my ancestors without ancestor work I cannot learn and grow for the next generation you know and no one else in my family is going to, or is has at least, addressed our generational trauma. So I'm going to have to be that person. Um, I'm no longer anti-ancestor work. I made a TikTok about this. Um, so if you're interested, you should definitely go check that out. It's one of my recent videos. Um, again, my TikTok is at spiritually underscore connected. Um, and yeah, I don't, like, I work with my ancestors now. That's something that I do. Um, I probably should work with them. A little bit more because I like feel like I always forget but <laughs> I'm working on it it's okay okay thank you guys so much for listening I did not expect this podcast episode to be like 10 minutes longer than they normally are but you guys said that you want longer episodes so I hope that you enjoy this my voice is pretty much gone so I'm really sorry if I sound like weird and raspy I'm gonna go back to watching SNL now um and then I'm gonna do my oracle poll for this week and for my patreon and yeah i don't need to tell you guys what i'm gonna do with my day but <laughs> anyways i love you so 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 much my socials and my patreon are all in the description of this podcast if you're interested um please tag me if you share anything about this podcast episode on any social media platform and yeah i love you so much and have an amazing day night whatever it is blessed be babes I love you.